I'm back on May 4th. Ricky Church is here. He's here. Let's chat. Yeah, sorry for my delay. I apologize. No, not at all. We will chat, and I got got something funny to share with you, buddy. Hold on a second. Everybody, come on. Let's get down. Get down. All right. So if you guys are tuning in, I uh, streamed live on YouTube about 20 minutes ago. My good friend Ricky Church was joining me, but he got wrapped up in work. And so, hey, we're friends from work, right? He got wrapped up in work. And so I just kind of hit pause and waited for him to get done so we could record. And even though I had a really good time just sharing my thoughts about Star Wars and where I came from with the franchise, I thought after about 25 minutes of just me that you guys probably were tuning out anyway and wanted to hear from our fantastic guest. So let's welcome the great Ricky Church. Ricky. Hello. Yes. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And listen, when you're doing live stuff, it takes a lot of cojones, man. So everybody out there doing live streams, I salute you because when, you, when you're live, you're live, you know, but uh, I'm glad you made it, man. The last time I did a live thing was a discussion on uh, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League with Straight Out of Gotham, and uh, that turned into a bit of an issue for me because of connectivity issues after a couple hours, and I had to like leave. So hopefully, this goes better now. Yeah, a lot we of have people better don't... internet now than we did then. So. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize how hard podcasting is. Um, it's hard. And I don't mean necessarily us just sitting here talking. That's the easy part. The easy part is the, is, is that it's scheduling, it's technical issues, it's, uh, internet, it's, you know, all these things. And we're all spending money to do this. Most of us, including me are not making money at this. Mm -hmm. And, um, so hats off to all the podcasters out there and for all the people that, that support us. Because that's why we do this. We're here to geek out and and have a great time, but hopefully also to entertain some people that are listening to us. So that's the whole point. So Ricky, why are we here? We're yeah, here to well, talk about yeah, Star Wars, dude. Yeah, today is a very important day. It's uh, May the fourth. So may the fourth be with you. And yeah, that's right. Star Wars Day. So what have you been up to lately, man? You're still, as I looked at your, your Twitter bio, still says you're writing over at Batman on film and, and then obviously your, your flickering myth stuff, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I still do some BOF stuff occasionally. Ha- haven't in a little while, but I still talk with, you know, Jad and Garden, like the whole team and stuff. Yeah. And uh, we, were, we were just laughing the other day about, uh, Jet having some kind of in with Jeff Johns and conspiracy theory there, so, which was funny but insane. And uh, what, something on something on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, something on Twitter. Uh, oh, Twitter rumors are fun. Yeah, someone. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I won't get into it, but it's just funny, silly conspiracy theory against BOF. But. Uh, um, and then, then yeah, I, I write for uh, Flickering Myth, so um, yeah, that, and that's been good. I, I do movie, comic, TV reviews there, and uh, yeah, I, I reviewed uh, the third season of The Mandalorian 
I'm re currently reviewing uh, Superman and Lois for them. So, yeah. Fun. Great. You're a really good writer, man. Oh, thanks. Yeah. You really are. You're 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 exceptional. That's uh, that's a forte for you for sure. So I've known you for a long time. We've done uh, previous shows together uh, over the years. Uh, some things Batman related, some things mm -hmm. Star Wars related. Um, you're one of my favorite Star Wars fans, and the and, and it's it's funny to say that, but what I mean by that is that you keep it positive even with something you don't like, and you know. Fandom can be so toxic and so it can wear you down, especially with Star Wars, unfortunately, sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I was just talking about on the previous my little previous monologue I did on the, the May the 4th be with you part one. So look for that on YouTube and just you can connect these episodes or not. It doesn't really matter. But I just gave sort of my history of, of Star Wars. And I said, you know, on days like today, online starts to sort of resemble real life a little bit more than it normally does. And, and what I mean by that is how celebratory fans are about Star Wars, even online. You, you'll hear less shitty things today <laughs> than you would on a normal day. But I think part of that could be you're just hearing a lot more voices just celebrating it, which, mm -hmm. again, is real life. So that's what I love about today. Even online, it kind of reminds me of being now. I've never personally been to celebration, unfortunately, but I can only imagine what that's like. Uh, I've seen enough videos. I, I've put myself there, but I've been to a million early screenings and press screenings of Star Wars and to be around true fans. And when you get past all the online bullshit, it, it's uh, it's a beautiful fandom. And mm -hmm. you are an ambassador for the, the, the what continues to help make it beautiful. So thanks. Thanks for that, buddy. Um, so I had just talked about my journey uh, as Star Wars. I talked about seeing Empire Strikes Back for the first time in the theaters. Uh, and that was my first experience. And then seeing the re-release of episode four in uh, 81, which was the second movie that I saw between that and Popeye, the top three, and then Superman 2, and then E.T. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Those are the first several movies <laughs> I saw in the theaters. Where did it begin for you? What? And, and and let's a couple of things real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah. About what's your age range or what's your age? People are weird. I'm, I'm 47, by the way. I was born in 75. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm 35. So I was uh, born yeah like 87. So a few years after you know Return of the Jedi came out, and from my recollection of of it, like Star Wars was still big, but like you know end of the 80s, it wasn't quite as popular i guess as as it was when it was ongoing and like at, by the end of the 80s you know we had like batman was just starting um and a bunch of other when, when did dark knight returns that was in 86 right yeah, 86. Came out? 86 yeah yeah so, I mean, 80, so 89 was obviously 89 so yeah i, I was I mean, too I, young I, to see 89 in theaters but okay I, so I, yeah so is it safe to say the first Star Wars movie you saw was um, The Phantom Menace? Um, in theaters, but uh, actually, no, no, no. Because um, I saw the special editions in theaters in 97. My my first exposure oh, okay. to Star Wars yeah, was um, probably about, I was maybe six. We were going up to um, my family's like cottage um, in, in the winter for some skiing. And uh, every every time we went up, like when we would drive through town, there's uh, 
a Rogers video store that shows my age back when they were a video store instead of what they are now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah. And like, we'd be going up on a Friday night. So we'd like, you know, uh, pop into the video stores, look, look for like a movie to maybe watch once we got, got in to unwind. And I remember going through, um, and seeing like just on the, on the shelf in the sci-fi section, Star Wars, just the, you know, the poster, classic poster of Luke, you know, holding up the lightsaber and, you know, Han and Leia are, are like by his side and you get, have the outline of Darth Vader behind them and just being really struck with that image. And sure. Like mm -hmm. I, I took it off the shelf when I was looking at it and I walked to, over to my dad and, you know, I said like, you know, what, what's this movie? And he said, "Oh, it's uh, it's called Star Wars. It was a very big thing when I was a kid. It's it's still kind of big, and you know, yeah, if, uh, yeah. We if you want to rent, if that's the one you want to rent, we can rent." And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and uh, so you yeah. saw you, you saw you you saw the cover as let's see, how old were you here? Seven? I, I was six. Six, six, May, seven. Somewhere between six and seven. That might be yeah. the most impressive on the fly math I've ever done because I have to really <laughs> count fingers with math. Yeah. So, so kudos to me. So you saw the the cover, and that yeah. cover is badass. Yeah, still badass. And I, I talked about that on um, part one of this little, you know, this episode here. Uh, my my first introduction to Star Wars is was just the visuals themselves. My sister mm -hmm. had the posters and and the and so toys and things of that nature. And then um, she had the LP on the the the, the soundtrack, the uh, the score. Um, so that very similar experience as yours is that I didn't even see a New Hope until it was re released, and I saw Empire Strikes Back before I saw New Hope. So yeah. that's cool that we we share a very similar experience there. It's, it's the visuals, and I love that poster. And what's also fun is that for guys my age and even yours, because, you know, we're 10, 11 years apart. I mean, 11 years older than you. But at this stage in our life, it doesn't matter. You're 35, 36. I'm 47. It's it, it all bleeds in together now. But, you know, we're both old enough to know that that was just um, called Star Wars, even when it became episode four, A New Hope. Yeah. Nobody yeah. referred to it as that. It was. Yeah. Just like I, I remember I, I remember. <clears throat> what like watching it like the cover just said star wars but the, the video itself like you know it had like the you know the, at that point it was changed to when they do the title crawl it says like episode four a new hope but but yeah like the title of it on the video was just star wars it was not right. it was not a new hope it was not episode four it, it was just star wars okay so you rented it with your dad you rented just star wars yeah and you watched it yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, explain we, that experience. Yeah, so we got we we got up to the cottage, um, and after we got settled in, uh, you know, we we sat down with my parents, my my older brother, um, who I think this was his first Star Wars experience too. If I, he would have been like eight, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. Cool. So so I it, it might have been his. I'm not sure, but. Uh, yeah, and I freaking loved it. <laughs> like it was, uh, yeah, like unlike anything I'd seen up to that, like that point. I, I think I'd seen like a little bit of Star Trek, like you know, some of the original series. My dad watched uh, 
uh, my dad and brother they they kind of watched next generation as well so so yeah. i'd seen a bit of star trek but even still like star wars was like nothing i'd seen uh, up to that point because like just wild um i think it's really cool that you were able to have that experience in 1987 is that the year you said it was no um it was i was born 87 this would have been oh i'm sorry yeah not you were born 87 90 this would have been 93 93 maybe i'm a senior in high school so a lot of stuff obviously has come out at this point special effects have gone a certain way at this point you've had the two tim burton batman films make their run um, you're two years away from the Joe Schumacher film. Alien has been out. Um, mm. You know, we've had Star Trek motion pictures since then. Yeah. And so I, I love the fact that you were able to, the magic was able to capture you in at least a very similar way as it was for me, because yeah. seeing Empire Strikes Back in the theater in 1980, yeah, there wasn't anything to really compare it to other than yeah. the first Star Wars film, which I hadn't even seen yet. Yeah. Um, the closest thing at that point would have been watching Chris Reeve fly Superman um, and the Kryptonian uh, demise of Krypton, which is still awesome, too, by the yeah. way, looking thinking back on that film. But there was nothing. So for you to have that magic in a film, by the way, that's the most for obvious reasons, it's dated like it's it's a chore to get anyone under the age of 18 to like to want to watch A New Hope because it's just. Yeah. It looks like it's from the 70s. It's very, very yeah. dated. But there's something still so magical. And I, and I joke a lot that that film's kind of on an island because in the same way I joke that the Batman 66 motion picture should kind of be on an island. You, just, yeah. you can't compare that to any other Batman film. And you can't, in some ways, I would argue, compare A New Hope because just by virtue of the fact that it was so groundbreaking, so revolutionary, and what the hell Lucasfilm had to go through to accomplish that. So for you to have that magic in 1993 with all this other stuff that's been out, I freaking love that. So what next? So you see that in 1993, you fall in love with it and then you are, you're a fan <laughs> for life from that, from that point on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I was like, I love this. Oh my God. And like, <laughs> I can't remember how it came up, but like, you know, I, I didn't, like, obviously at, at the Rogers, uh, Empire and Jedi will have been, like, right next to it. But, like, I didn't see them. I think they, were, they might have been, like, on their sides, you know, like, just showing the spine of the video. Because, uh, so I didn't see them. Uh, but, like, I remember saying, like, oh, like, I, I wish they'd make more of these. Are there more? <laughs> My dad's like, yeah, they made two more. The next day, I, like, after we skate, I, I, like begged and begged and begged for us to go back to Rogers and and like rent not not just Empire but Jedi as well and I think like probably that night I watched them both and like ah so so that weekend was crazy Star Wars weekend and it was like after that like I was locked in I was nice like, so I it kind like, of just became one just one long movie for you yeah yeah, yeah because, because i was like no like i want to see what happens next like i like i can't just take it like you know like no i want to see and like i debated leaving um uh you know like return of the jedi for like sunday like you know maybe before we left because we were just up there the weekend you know get up there friday do do skiing saturday and sunday and then like we'd like head back home um 
Or act, uh, maybe it was actually over the Christmas holidays. So we would have been there for longer. But I, either way, I was like thinking, you know, um, yeah, like I'll leave Return of the Jedi for tomorrow. But then, of course, that ending of like, you know, Darth Vader, of, of Empire, yeah, Solo is is captured. All this stuff. It's like I need to know what happens now. Yeah, it's a true like cliffhanger. Yeah. It's and it, you know. Yeah, the, and I love how they're all just standing there. And I remember going, "What what happens? What do they do?" Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm glad I didn't see Star Episode Four first. I think because when Vader is um, spinning around and you know at the very end where he gets, yeah. I guess it's a ricochet from Luke and yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, oh no, no, it came from the it came from the Millennium came from Falcon. The Falcon. That's right, it came from the yeah. Falcon. That's that Harrison uh, Han Solo is responsible for that actually. But talking that's a that's a hell of a cliffhanger. Like what yeah. happens to Vader? He's just wandering off in space, spinning out of control. Um, well, that's great. So then the first time you get to see these films in the theater is the special editions, right? Yeah. Okay, so at this point in time, so how old were you now in 1997? Uh, ten. You're ten. Yeah. Okay. Born in 87. All right. So 10 years old. Now these movies are sort of in, ingrained in you. What did you think watching? them in the theater in addition to watching them in the theater with like all the new stuff peppered in special effects enhanced and everything. What, what was your, did it matter to you? Did you like that? Didn't like it? Or is it just so indifferent because you were just so damn pumped to be in the theater, seeing these in the theater? Yeah. Um, like at nine, 10 years old, I didn't really care about the changes that, that like the stuff that they added in. I thought some of it was cool. Even though I still think some of it is cool now. Like there's, Looking back now, you know, there's some things that I'm like, oh, I wish maybe they didn't add it in. Like, you know, like uh, the Han shooting first bit. Like, I wish they kept that the same. I was too young then to, like, really know what that was. Like, you know, to remember, like, oh, yeah, Han, Han was the one shooting first. Guido never fired a shot. Uh, I still don't really care. Because uh, <laughs> it's still it's still a badass scene either way. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, like I, I loved seeing them on the big screen. Like that was so, so cool. getting them so close together because like uh, A New Hope was put in theaters in January, Empire was put in February, and then uh, Jedi was put in March. And I remember one of my like good friend's birthdays in school was in March, and. For his birthday party, like eight of us like went to see Jedi in theater because like we all love Star Wars, and uh, so yeah, that that was great. That was awesome. So just getting them in, in such like back to back to back manners like that. So it's fun. It, it's kind of yeah. hard to remember that experience in a lot of ways. I I I was an adult, and me yeah. and my roommates. In fact, I think I was in college still. Yeah, because it would have been ninety eight. So yeah, I was probably. What what month did those come out again? In the summer? No, uh, they came out right at the start of uh, 97. So January. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we're still school. So, but anyway, but what's funny is how much they have changed since then. Yeah. Because George added a lot more stuff to those once the prequels ran their course, right? Yeah. And uh, obviously one of the the, the biggest ones, the the two biggest ones that worked for me was uh, uh, Ian McDermott. It's Palpatine, actually, Emperor, being in the film mm-hmm. in Empire. 
And then there's a tweak of the dialogue too about yeah. talking about Luke that works. And then I, for one, I'm a big supporter of the Hayden Christensen Force Ghost. Yeah, I, I, I also like the Hayden Christensen change. I think it makes sense in the context of it. Huh. And uh, absolutely, yeah, and, and yeah, I thought that that that's cool. I'm fine with that. And um, and you just saw Return of the Jedi, and I haven't I haven't had an opportunity to go see it. In yeah, I, I saw I saw Return of the Jedi last night uh, for its fortieth three issue, which was awesome. Nice. And first time I've seen it on the big screen since the special editions. So yes, that, that made it even even better. <gasps> oh, uh, I got an idea. That's what. Yeah. You know, my wife Jen offered to watch a Star Wars movie tonight. She's not the biggest fan. I need to get tickets first to go see that tonight. Yeah. That's what we need to do. That just yeah. kind of dawned on me. I just haven't. I didn't get an opportunity to see it. Um, oh, that's cool. Well, I'm glad you went, man. Um, how packed was was the theater you were in? It, it was fairly busy. Yeah, yeah. What they're, what, they're, what, they're... what town are you in for theaters? I'm in. Uh, I live in uh, Hamilton in uh, Ontario. So like we. Uh... There, there's a couple theaters nearby me that that were playing it. Um, cool. So uh, yeah, the one I went to, yeah, it was about like um, a third packed, maybe nice. somewhere between somewhere between half and a third. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, so there was a lot, and everyone was really into it. And you know, uh, it, it was cool seeing because uh, this will have been the first time seeing Hayden Christensen up on the big screen in Jedi because with special editions they didn't have that right back then so oh that's still, a good point I didn't even think yeah, about it that. was You're still right. it was still Sebastian well I mean I, I knew intellectually I knew that in fact I just referenced yeah. that but I didn't even think for a second yeah. that I actually haven't seen that and on the big screen either okay all yeah, the more reason yeah. to go so, so that so that was really cool especially with you know building off like his return in in uh, Obi Wan and kind of like how like how how he's been more embraced now than he was back then because like all the prequel fans have grown up and you know they they don't have the same baggage that a lot of fans did back then about the prequels. No, they don't. They love yeah. those films as much yeah. as we love the original trilogy. Yeah. In fact, I, I, I talked about that in the, in the first part of this discussion on, on, on YouTube, May the Fourth Be With You, Part One, is my nephews, the prequels are their Star Wars. Yeah. Um, my daughters, the sequels are theirs. You know, mm -hmm. we tend to forget about things like that sometimes. Like Ray, that inspired a lot, not just little girls, little boys, but yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like every generation yeah. has their Star Wars. And so mm -hmm. we, we always want them to be made for us. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's being made for them. And we're just along for the ride yeah. here. Andor's made for you. Are you happy? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So let's, uh, and then in the few minutes I have left with you here, let's, let's just talk real quick. So then you go into the prequels at this point. Now you're 12, 13 years old. And now the original trilogy is like a part of your DNA. How, how was your reaction to those films? Starting obviously with the first, the first yeah. one. Uh, so Phantom Menace, it was, really cool to get like an actual like new star wars movie and like one that like like you said like um you know like even though like the original trilogy you you would say is like my star wars it's like like i i almost treat the prequels as mine as well because just because i like did grow up with them too and like i was so excited for them and to, and to learn the backstories uh, of Obi-Wan and Anakin and all this stuff. So, like, 
Bat, Batman with Phantom, I, I enjoyed it. Like, I think even then, like, I, I would have been uh, 12, maybe almost 13. Yeah. So, like, there were some things in there that were, like, a little too old for me. Like, just Look. some of the humor of Jar Jar, but... I still enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. And then uh, especially See, Darth Maul. Yeah, so yeah of course. I love I love that. And to go back to that for a second, that yeah. you're you're you were that age where <clears throat> you missed the original run and the original runs original <laughs> you missed the original theatrical run. Yeah. You were too old for that. You didn't see the the, the films until the early nineties. And then, and then you get to see the special edition. So, but then all of a sudden, the prequels also become yours because you're experiencing brand new Star Wars for the first time, and yeah. you're 13. See, I was like 22, and yeah. so I, I wanted to burn the theater down when Phantom Menace <laughs> came out. I, I, I absolutely hated it. I don't hate it now. I, yeah. in fact, I halfway love it, and uh, and I really do like the prequels, and I appreciate them in a way I didn't at the time. It was just jarring to me. It was so. And it and it they, it is different, right? But if yeah. you go back and you watch Return of the Jedi, especially, particularly the special editions, yeah. you'll see, right? It's the half brother of of the Phantom Menace. I mean, mm-hmm. the, he was telling he was telling us where this was going in 1997. <laughs> so you know, to be fair, of just visually and tonally, because a lot of that stuff that's added to Return of the Jedi, particularly, especially in Jabba's lair and the music. Yeah, I, I could do without the Jedi rocks musical. Yeah, but all <laughs> that is very much like very Phantom Menace esque. Yeah. So, well, that's awesome. Um, okay, so here we are. Yeah. Fast forward to now. It's May fourth. You've been a fan your whole life. Just give me a. Um, a general feel for the franchise for yourself right now, like through, through the, through George selling Lucasfilm to Disney um, that gets lost a lot. People say Disney star Wars. And I mean, technically yeah. it's true, but it's still Lucasfilm. Yeah. And, um, and I say that a lot, but I feel like this is, it's not said enough, but what, how, how do you feel about the state of star Wars right now with the sequel trilogy Mandalorian with, you know, the return of clone wars with, uh, Ahsoka coming, the Obi Wan show, mm-hmm. just kind of, just a general feel of all of it. I know it's that that's loaded, yeah. But you know, it would take us an hour plus to go through all of it. So I just yeah. want to get an overview. Yeah. Are you happy with Star Wars from 2015 to now? Yeah, I'm. I'm mostly like happy with it. I'd say like 80, 90 percent happy. With it. I think a lot of the the content has been cool. Like. um I love the Clone Wars series, and I'm really glad that they managed to like actually finish it, like give it the proper finish that they had planned, you know, before the Lucasfilm was sold. Um, and I I know that took like a lot of work on their part to like actually get to that point. And I, I loved Rebels as well; that was cool. And the the sequel trilogy, I I love. All the movies, I, I think there's you know weaker element. There, there's weak elements in each of them. I wish they were maybe a bit more cohesive with each other because they e- even though the original trilogy had like different directors on it, like it was still George Lucas working on all three of them and leading all three. Um, so you still get like the same tone kind of throughout mm-hmm. those three. The sequel trilogy, not so much, because um, like there, there, yeah, lo- like lots of behind the scenes stuff that you know kind of impacted 
the sequel trilogy, especially with like the reaction to <laughs> the Last Jedi, which I think they got overblown and they they got too scared of, which is why we got some of the things in Rise of Skywalker that you know could have been handled a little better. But still, Rise of Skywalker is still like pretty cool. We get a lot of stuff that we hadn't seen in Star Wars in that movie, like the lightsaber fight in the ocean. That was cool. The and, like, I, and I love that of space horses on a star destroyer. I that know. Was cool. And the water, <laughs> the water between Kylo and Ray is the inverse of Obi Wan and and Anakin in a lot of ways. Yeah, fire, fire and water. And yeah. I'll touch upon this real quick. And I don't want, want to cut you off because I want to I want to give just kind of a reaction on a couple of things. But if if I may on the sequel trilogy, I'm gonna defend one little thing, and your opinion may not matter with this at all, and 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 I'm not specifying you. I just wonder sometimes is if we as fans didn't know the behind the scenes bullshit that the cohesive discussion would be as as pronounced as it is. So. For instance, my friends that I call the casual fans that are really 90% of the people that support these movies anyway, yeah. <laughs> we just have, we're just loud and we're obnoxious on hashtagging and we're, you know, we, we drive the narrative, but at the end of the day, we're not the bulk of the people. Yeah. We can't be, it would be impossible. There's not, you know what I mean? Like yeah, there's yeah. not that many people that have this much time on their hands. Yeah. yeah it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make a billion dollars just off of us. Yeah. That's right. But they don't know anything about who directed what or hell, yeah, they yeah. all probably think George Lucas owns Star Wars. <laughs> they just watched all three of those films, like, oh, that was cool. Oh, I see. Oh, did Ray end up so 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 they were lying to her in the last Jedi? Like, that's so pure and so awesome. Yeah. But but your 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 opinion is obviously valid. I just wanted to point that out. Sometimes yeah. I think behind the well, scenes, like it's, it's not, but it's also not even unique to the sequel trilogy, because I mean, like people People said Empire Strikes Back was too dark, and so George Lucas lightened it up a little bit with with some more humor and, and the Ewoks. And like even last night watching Jedi, it's like yeah, that, like there's a lot more lightness in this movie than people might remember, but it still works. Uh, but it's, then it's, even it's, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and then even with the prequels, there was like like the backlash to Jar Jar. And then what happens? Jar Jar is barely in number two. <laughs> yeah. He's not even in number three, save for, uh, you know, like a, a quick uh, cameo during Padme's funeral. He has no lines. So, so like this creative backlash to, okay, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. It's not even unique to the sequels. So. And it's not even and, unique. To, it's not even unique. Star Wars. I mean, like you yeah. and I love Batman, yeah. and with um, with Batman Returns, <laughs> the the backlash to that, you know, McDonald's didn't want to sell toys. You know, off Tim Burton went, and Joe Schumacher came in, and Michael Keaton said, "I'm out," and that changed the yeah. trajectory of that yeah. franchise because those two films are technically continuity with the, the mm-hmm. first two, but. I seriously doubt that there's any reference to anything that transpired in those two films and the flash, but that's a conversation yeah. for another day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just, just let me get your gut reaction to a few things here. Mandalorian. What do you think of it? So I really like Mandalorian. I, I think this season was a little weaker than both one and two. Um, 
that they've tried this season had a lot more place setting for Ahsoka and like future series, like other series that would spin out of this. Um, what I did find weird about it too is you end season two on such a high note of Luke Skywalker coming in to save the day, and then he takes Grogu, and you think like that's a pretty good uh not ending, but like that's a good like spot to like you know, open up season three with, with uh, Mando being on his own and Grogu, like, teaching, like, learning under Luke. But then for anyone who doesn't tune in to the book of Boba Fett, they're going to be super confused when season three starts off with the two of them together again. It's like, well, I, I thought they just left. <laughs> like So the intertwining a little bit is like... You know, um, I like I, I wish kind of Mando would have been its own thing still because, yeah, like they're building up to Ahsoka and then, you know, like at Celebration, Dave Filoni and John Favreau said they're going to uh, Fa- uh, Filoni is going to be directing a movie that will like act as a finale to Mando, Ahsoka and and Book of Boba Fett and Skeleton Crew, the, the other show they've got coming. So it's like. You know, I, I like it, but I, I wish that there was still a more self-contained story here than, than trying to branch out to all these different things. Yeah, that's uh, Star Wars is kind of becoming Marvel-esque yeah. in, that, in that way. Um, but at the end of the day, and I said this in the, uh, the part one of the show, is that, you know, I'm really excited about the Ray film. I just am. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I think she's so dynamic and awesome. Yeah. And let's yeah, see whether whether it's just a Ray film or that's gonna be episode ten. Like I, I'm, I'm excited to see Ray back. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I'm, I'm just of the opinion, just if the content's good, I don't give a shit if it's interconnected, standalone, whatever. Yeah. But that's just it. So you, there's something missing for you. So that's what you find could be missing, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. That's your. Yeah. That's your journey. Well, look, man, I'm, uh, I'm, we, we got to wrap here. Um, but two quick things before we go. So, on, on a Star Wars note, just any final thoughts in terms of this this franchise? And I want to ask you a Batman question. Then we're gonna get out of here. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts on on Star Wars? Anything you just want to say about it? Just Star Wars is still awesome. Like like it's <clears throat> it's impressive that it's still like going and being popular like we talked about the generational aspect to it and um same same kind of thing with with star trek like star trek also has its own generational fans with the new shows that they put out and stuff but um i don't know it's like there's something like about star wars that's like a bit more like uh i don't know if special is the right word but maybe it's because of like how uh how like take again with star trek star trek was pretty constant throughout my youth because i had tng on tv then then deep space nine then voyager and during all that tng movies so it was pretty constant um but when it came to star wars like that was such a, a rare occurrence like with the special editions and then the prequels and then after the prequels it was like that's might be it we might not ever get like a episode seven eight nine so 
like that like that was a event and it's impressive that like it's still going on and still being treated like as an event whenever uh you know um a movie comes up or or a new show like obi-wan was uh a pretty big thing too they made a big thing out of that with uh ewan mcgregor and, and hayden christensen back so yeah, I I loved it. I did, and, and the moment that someone pointed out pointed out to me, because everybody had issue with the continuity thing about Leia saying, you know, Obi Wan, you served my father in the Clone Wars, and blah, 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 blah. I don't know if we ever met. And then somebody's like, yeah, but what about that scene where Luke walks in to save her at the Death Star? She's like, Ben Kenobi, where is he? I'm like, hey, I didn't even think about that line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. And, and, and then at the very end of the show, he's like, you know, we can't tell anybody that we've met or whatever. I thought, well, there you have it. So, so yeah. great. And I mentioned this yeah. in the other thing. They're, they're, they're filling plot holes, you know, and they're also enhancing things that may yeah. not necessarily be plot holes, but they're just making things a little better. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, for one, loved it. And I, I hope we'll see Hayden Christensen again in Ahsoka, probably in, in as a force ghost. But if there's flashback sequences, that, that opens the, that leaves the door open, obviously, for you and McGregor as well. But I really hope that we see him again. And I'm down for another season of Obi-Wan. Give him mm -hmm. an adventure, take him off Tatooine. Owen's taking care of Luke and, and, and let that fucker back right up to, <laughs> to, to a new hope. Once they do that, I'll be satisfied. And by the yeah. way, I don't know if you saw this report. I mentioned this on the first part of it, but it's, it's been said today that Andor season two is going to be the last season. And the last mm. three episodes are going to back right up to rogue one. And so yeah. that's empire came out with that today. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So, Let's uh let's let's wrap this real fast, like in sixty seconds. Let's let's talk just a quick thing about Batman. How pumped are you to see Michael Keaton back on the big screen? Very pumped. I never thought it would happen <laughs> ever. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, like I started thinking, you know, with, with um, things like like Toby and A Andrew Garfield coming back as Spider Man. You know, I was like, okay, maybe, you know, even when those rumors, even when that was just like, like rumors, I was like, okay, maybe there could be a chance that, you know, we could get Michael Keaton back if he's up for it, if they decide to go that. So, yeah, back then I'm seeing him because I always wanted to see a third Keaton movie. Yeah. Like as a kid, I was disappointed that it wasn't Keaton in Batman Forever. So the fact that we're getting him now yeah, I, I am pumped. I'm so pumped. And I love that Affleck's in it, too. I mean, yeah. I, I have my issues with his films, but I, it's never been about him. I think he's a great Batman, and um, and I'm I'm really excited to see them together. But, you know, my, they had bigger plans for Michael Keaton. Obviously, he was in Batgirl. That's gone. Yeah. And with James Gunn stepping in. So this may be the last time we see him, but then again, it may not. I will tell you this. Yeah. If this thing really resonates with audiences and works, Jay, I don't think James Gunn's going to take anything off the table. Yeah. Like he could do a spinoff, black label, whatever, yeah. and do a Keaton. Yeah, movie. like like if if the Batman can be its own thing and and Joker can be its own thing, it's like, yeah, give give Keaton a move like his own. Yeah, now movie. right, I agree. Now obviously James Gunn is going to create his yeah. Batman, and so that but. So what? At this point, we're living in a world where it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, as it stands right now, we have three live action Batman right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. And so, okay. It, so it's, one, e it's easy to forget how, uh, how, how little superhero content there was 
when we were growing up. That's right. That was just Superman and Batman pretty much on screen. That's right. And the Marvel movies that came out in the early 2000s, like, were just pretty much limited to X-Men and Spider-Man. And, and the few others they did, like, didn't quite land very well. So, and now it's like, oh, yeah, like, superhero fatigue is a conversation for another time. But it's like, for us fans, like, we're living in, like... <laughs> plentiful riches here so. on, the, on the last show that I, I hosted here bob seska and freak base two uh were my guests and we we actually talked about superhero fatigue and i i think the overall consensus is that it's a bullshit term just yeah. put out just put out good stuff yeah. and no one's going to care yeah um so right. the matt the matt reads the batman you're a big fan of that right yeah i love the batman yeah it was good i'm it was good. For the penguin oh the penguin thing that little sizzle reel they put out yeah dude that looks and, so good and i i haven't read uh riddler year one yet but i've been like i've heard the bof guys going on about it like raving so that's I'm on my to-do list i i have to get my hands on that and read it because yeah a it ties into the continuity of this universe and uh that universe and i just hear it's really good yeah. dude and like great. paul dano himself is writing it which, which that's is great crazy that that's cool so that's neat yeah all right man well thanks for doing this rick i Really, I mean, I mean it. I really appreciate it. And um, you know, these live shows are are weird. I had Bill O'Reilly's thing on, you know, Entertainment Weekly or Inside Edition, where he's like, "Okay, we'll do it live." I was going to play that, but <laughs> thought that'd be kind of funny. But I I skipped it, and now it's anticlimactic. So I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> but yeah, doing live shows is <laughs> so. Ooh, podcasting's hard enough as it is, so live show. Yeah. But thanks for making it happen and jumping on and celebrating Star Wars with us. So you saw Return of the Jedi last night. So whatever you're doing today, man, make it a good one. Where can we find you on Twitter and give us a final plug and we'll get out of here? Yeah, so uh, you can find me. Twitter is uh, at RichardChurch16. Um, like like I said, uh, I write for Flickering Myth. You can find uh, all my opinions about movies there and like i write i write news so any uh news any movie you're interested in like dune or whatever like yeah i write news pieces about anything and um look out maybe later today tomorrow um i have an interview with uh, if you're into star wars the high republic i have an interview with uh author lydia kang who just wrote the high republic novel cataclysm and I'm also writing a piece about Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi. So look out for those. Nice. Well, congratulations on that booking. That's fantastic. We'll, we'll be looking for those. Thanks again, buddy. I am Rick Shu on behalf of Brian Shatlin and Courtney Cheek. We are the friends from work. May the fourth be with you. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Get down.